It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 21st of May. Guards will be the story for the Jazz in the playoffs. So we dig in to Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, and Joe Ingles. The Memphis Grizzlies, can they get it done? And the season end to points gained. It's all coming up on a Friday edition of Locked On Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice for the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locker Rooms, Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. The longest week of our life is over. Ha! Huh. Wow, it's taking forever. We'll find out our opponent tonight and we'll play playoff basketball on Sunday. I'll do a special pod at some point on Saturday, probably a live show, taking your questions and your thoughts. Um... Just once I'm prepped enough. All right, so tonight, Jazz and the Grizzlies. And we've got that coming for you. The other thing I wanted to... Sorry, the other thing I wanted to talk about before we get started is we get so into the... At least I do. I get so into the games and the breakdowns. We'll have the Mike Conley. and I devoured everything about Mike Conley. I can tell you what guys shoot off Mike Conley passes. I've done it. Stop and talk about the scholarships for a second. The, The program that Ryan Smith has instituted where for every win, uh, uh, somebody gets a scholarship, four-year scholarship to a Utah school, is one of the great things, frankly, since Five for a Fight, that I've seen instituted in the NBA. And if you have not taken a moment at utahjazz.com to watch the video of our players informing these individuals that they have won the scholarship, uh, it's it's everything of what a sports team should be. Uh, I don't want to get too deep and philosophical, but this is really important stuff. My closest friend in the world, to those of you who've followed me forever uh, since my childhood, is a guy by the name of Chris Bischoff, and he started a school called Eastside Preparatory School. 
Uh, and it's in East Palo Alto, California. And East Palo Alto, when he started the school, was like the murder capital of America and one of the lowest uh, income spots in, in that you could find. And he now, for 22 straight years, I believe, over 99% of their graduates have been admitted to a four-year college or university, all of them first generation in their family to achieve this milestone. The only ones that are not are brothers or sisters that have already come through the program. He's a hero. What Ryan Smith is doing with this is a hero as well. And it's what I watched in that video was one of the most marvelous pieces I've seen for a lot of different reasons. One, the reaction, the life-changing reaction for those children. I mean, quite simply, just given an opportunity. And the game is still incredibly tilted against them in every way, shape, or form. And if you don't buy that, I, I, I'm sorry, but it's true. Uh, the most remarkable thing that I've learned from my friend Chris is how despite these kids getting this amazing education at Eastside College Preparatory School and having all of that backing and getting an amazing high school education and then often finding a way to get a scholarship to get to college, how much the game is still against them, how, how much they're still starting uh, at the five-yard line when every other kid's starting at the 50-yard line on a 50-yard dash. Um, and so there's still lots of work to do there. But the first part of this is the opportunity. The second part of it that is so marvelous for these kids is that uh, the staple of our community, the jazz, are the ones that are behind it and so fully behind it. It's not some token thing. The players are taking the time. And you can see that and that the players enjoyed it. It is now a part of our team culture that every win is giving to a young student in town. The players feel that. The reason why the preseason games are counted is because when Ryan Smith went into the locker room after a game, Joe Ingles said to Ryan Smith, that counts, doesn't it? That counts for a scholarship. And that, to me, shows the play. You've now created a culture in this organization, which probably existed before, but you've accentuated it, that we're actually doing more than just cashing mammoth paychecks. We're doing more than just the self-grandizing about our own personal numbers and our uh, performance. We're actually, with good performance, we're giving to someone. Now you add the element that the Jazz just added into it, and I don't know who was behind this aspect of it in our organization, but they deserve huge credit, about the players actually giving the scholarship. So the players now get a reward for their performance to watch them change someone else's life. Ryan Smith has built this with the Jazz organization in a way, one, that's truly giving the community, truly changing lives of real people, but now is a part of the Jazz culture that for every win is a scholarship. A buzzer beater and a kid's life is different. A great performance and a kid's life is different. Boyan's 48 gave someone a scholarship. Donovan's 40 gave someone a scholarship. Rudy's defensive block gave someone a scholarship. Changed an individual's life. 
And then they took it down to that level where the Mike Conley literally is on the phone with someone. Royce O'Neal's literally on the phone. And so the players feel it. It's really wonderfully done. It's really, really fabulous. We got more steps to do. We need to find other things. We need to actually, and I'm sure Ryan will do this. And if there's ways I can help, I'd love to. Where we can take these people who get these scholarships and make sure that we're still working them every step of the way to help them along the way. Because the scholarship is wonderful and does a lot of things, but there's still still so many things pulling them back or not allowing them to progress forward the way other kids are that you still need depending on their situations, um, to open more doors for them along the way. So, um, really, if you're interested, by the way, eastside.org is my friend's school where he's committed to opening doors for students historically underrepresented in higher education. Ryan Smith is doing the same thing. The other thing that Ryan Smith is doing here, by taking kids from historically underrepresented parts and putting them in higher education, is the our Utah schools, Lack of diversity is horrific. And to add diversity into those schools adds to every other student's experience. So Ryan Smith, by doing this, is also making Utah Valley University a better school, Weber State a better school, BYU a better school, Utah State a better school, Utah a better school. I, I think Southern Utah is also involved. By adding diversity and differentiation and different viewpoints and experiences to the conversations and the mixes of the school that were not there and are not there at enough of a level right now. So that's beyond just these individuals, beyond the team. He's making our schools a better and richer academic environment. I just think it's amazing. I, 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 I know, actually, I'm not apologizing at all because I think it's just amazing and it's what we should be talking about. It's the greatest daily devar in the history of our show that this program is underway and the way they've done it. And, you know, we don't know Ryan Smith as an owner yet. This is all part of his first acts. And you're, frankly, having gone through the Howard Schultz experience in Seattle, I find myself with a little trepidation to fully diving in and buying in because I did on that and got burned pretty badly. And this is a pretty good example that you can have faith and belief because this is not some token program just to look good. You can see how much it's now fully integrated into the team and the community. Incredible. Be proud to be a fan of this team for that. That's what I would tell you. All right, we'll get to Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell. I did not expect that to take the entire first segment, but it did, and I don't have any problem with it. Uh... Today's show is brought to you by my good friends at Murdoch Hyundai. This is what I love. We've built a community here with Locked On. You guys have led this company to great heights by being the test dummies time and time again. Uh, it's a minor thing, but Dustin uh, Dugdahl emailed me the other day and said nice things about the show and Hollinger and Duncan's part of his thing and all this stuff. And like he's he and his wife are looking for a, uh, Hyundai, and they, they're really interested in leasing a Palisade, and wonder if I could set them up. And Jason Creech and Dustin are connected, and I think they'll see each other Saturday morning. And if in some weird way we can help Dustin's experience, that's super cool. So Murdoch Hyundai is located at 4646 South State Street, also in Logan and in Linden. If you're at any of those three locations and you're looking for a car right now, I'd strongly suggest that you at least put Murdoch or Hyundai on your list. Uh, you don't have to buy a Hyundai. You can decide what you want. I want you to buy, if you're going to buy a new car, invest in a car, have a lease or some of that nature, you, you better get something you really like. 
Uh, so let's make sure you get exactly that. And then, but I would suggest for the money and what you're spending and all the bells and whistles, and I think you'll find out your, your best value comes from Hyundai. Whether it's the amazing Sonata and Elantra, the sedans, uh, the North American car of the year that I'm driving right now, or the Kona, or the Tucson, or the Santa Fe, or the Palisade in their SUV lineup. Email me first at 206, at dlock09 at gmail.com. That's dlock09 at gmail.com. It's so funny how your brain works. I'm looking at something that's Ian Furness, from Ian Furness. has his phone number on the bottom, and so I started to read that instead. Anyway, email me at dlock09 at gmail.com. We'd love to get you aboard. Today's show is also brought to you by grip 6 Com. Grip 6, the great belts out on the market right now. Grip 6 brings you all of the fabulous uh, different models with their belts and their buckles and the wallets and the socks, and they will be your favorite belt, I promise. Engineered without holes, flaps, or bulk. Unlimited warranty with a quality craftsmanship. A Utah's own company with all uh, working out of here and expanding beyond Uh, It's kind of a really good story as well. The combo packs are great because you end up with three straps and three buckles. Comes in a nice little box with a hanger, and then you don't look like a mess like I do all the time. And you can set it all up uh, with those, and then plus the men's classic pack is $99. Promo code LOCKEDON gets you 15% off on your order. They've also got a great golf setup for you if you want to get some different color. Uh, You can do a three-pack builder uh, and get your own setups with socks buckle and the belt if you want to you can do it all at grip6.com all right i want to talk about mike conley and donovan mitchell because guards are going to determine the playoffs and the big thing we have to do is somehow find a way to match mike conley uh steph curry lebron james Kawhi leonard nikola Jokic, the stars of the stars dame lillard like, that's how, and we don't have that guy. Donovan's awfully close. Uh, and so Donovan and Mike have to combine to be that guy. Some interesting things on this. So Mike, last year's playoffs was amazing. 20 points, three rebounds, five assists, 48% from the field, 53% from the field, and 86% from the free throw line. But unfortunately, game seven was not one of his best. Games three and four, he was great. Game seven, he was not. Two of 13. He's got 61 playoff games of experience. He's been to a Western Conference Finals. He's not a really big vocal leader, but now would be the time. And he's been good. He's averaged 20 points a game. So he's a historically good playoff player for the Jets. If we see Memphis, we're seeing a drop big. Valanchunas sitting back at the rim. If we see the Warriors, we're seeing a switching defense one through five. So they're two different skill sets that we're really looking out of of Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell, depending on who our opponent is going to be. If it's if it's the Memphis Grizzlies and it's the dropping big, then suddenly Mike's season as an, a fabulous off-the-bounce three-point shooter becomes incredible because Rudy sets these amazing picks. They uh, He often get, forces guys to go underneath. Mike, the biggest difference in Mike's game this year to last year is he went from 34% on an off-the-bounce three to 42%. He's taking one extra game, and that aspect of his game. Now, Mike gets an open three. He's amazing. He's 43% on wide-open threes. He's only 31% on anything else. 
He's if he's catch and shoot or wide open or off other people, he's remarkable. When when he gets his game going right, in other words, he's penetrating, creating for other people, moving the ball around. Our main guys shoot like forty four percent on threes from him. That's when we're at our best in in what we're doing. The what gets interesting is what the one weakness that Mike that we have, I think, is when teams get into the our pick and roll game and they take away the shooters and so all of a sudden Mike is coming coming down and taking a lot of shots that's actually when I think we're at our worst now it happens there's not a lot that you can uh do about it when you know someone is playing a drop system there's you know, frankly, there's there's not that much, and they're holding the shooters. He kind of has to, um, he kind of has to do that. And the tricky thing here is that Mike's pretty good at this. Like when teams play a drop big, and Mike drives to the basket and he makes a play, he's he's actually one of the better in the guys in the league. Actually, Jordan is. So's Joe. The Jazz are pretty good at. It. The problem is that. When Mike can be distributing, takes 11 or fewer shots, we're 14 and 3. When he takes over 15 shots, we're suddenly 7 and 5. When he has 8 assists, we're 13 and 2. When he has 9 assists, we're 9 and 0. So we're, you know, better off Mike either distributing or actually, frankly, getting a ton of threes off. We win a lot when he gets a lot of threes off. So on the drop big, Mike's pretty good. He gets that little floater off. He gets in the lane. But Memphis is going to hug the shooters and try to not get it done. Against a switching defense, things get a little different. Now Mike's, this is where Mike's got to get in the lane and be able to distribute the basketball and make plays. And again, that's, you know, you just have to evolve. The Jet teams have switched against him. And Mike is, again, better than most guys in the league at this. He's in the... He's in the top 10 at handling switching defenses. Derrick Rose is like the best in the league, by the way, if you want to watch that in that series. And and Drew Holiday is one of the best in the league. And Luke is unbelievable. And Dame's unbelievable. But Mike Conley's actually in that group. Donovan's not bad. The Jazz are pretty good at these things. They've adapted. And having Mike and Don are going to be super big coming back is, you know, that's what you will see out of Golden State. So, so that's, you know, from a Mike standpoint, really going to be vital for the Jazz success is how they handle those two different defenses. Donovan, similar. Like, Donovan just, against the switching defense, is just driving and going to work. You know, if you actually dig into, uh, Donovan is actually one of the most common, you know, they switch, Donovan just goes and makes the play. It happens, you know, probably in the range of 10, 12 times a, a game. One of the higher rates in the league. And Donovan's super good, super good at it. He's top 10, top you know, 15 in the league and handling it. The guy who struggles with this a little bit is Joe. Joe's not as good as the others. It's not his strength. Um, and, you know, Donovan, by the way, if we remember in three of his previous five games before getting hurt, that was scoring 40 points a game. <laughs> he was really in another place. Now, what's a little concerning for Donovan coming into this, he's not good with rest. He's a rhythm player. And when he's had two or more days rest this year, he shot 38% from the floor. When he gets his rest and gets his rhythm and gets that body going, he's great. He is the bellwether to us. If he has a good shooting game, we win. When he shoots under 40%, we get to about 500. I think we're about 11 and 7. When he shoots over 46%, we're 21 and 1. When he is 
conducting and playing and making threes and just in his game were unbelievable. Five or more threes were 12 and one. Seven or more assists were 11 and two. But if you actually look at it, it's a career low. 15% of his field goals are assisted this year. He's not, he's not getting a lot off of other people. He's making these plays himself. He's, he's become a primary ball handler who has the ball in his hands a great deal. He's, he went from kind of playing the point guard 29% three years ago, 47% this year to 59% of his time this year. Hard to be a catch-and-shoot guy when you got the ball in your hands. One other note on Donovan we're going to see in the playoffs, his shooting on the left side of the floor is not good. He's great in the middle. He's okay on the right. High right, he's 53% on twos. High left, he's 31%. Teams are going to be driving him left for the whole playoff series, offhanding him, and it's going to be really interesting to see how the Jazz handle this. One of the most interesting things to me about the Jazz is the three different pick-and-roll ball handlers. They have all play a ton of pick-and-roll. They're all equally good, frankly. Um, if you look at the season, we usually run a Mike and Rudy pick-and-roll about 18 times a game. We run a Joe and Rudy pick-and-roll about 13 times a game. We run a Donovan and Rudy 10 times a game and a Donovan and Faves about nine times a game. Like, that's our game. Conley, Ingles, and Mitchell with Gobert are all about the exact same. We're just super versatile in that and how we're able to to work those. And what I think's interesting here is the different matchups and how they work. We we rarely have all three of them on the floor together. It'll be interesting to see who we close with. When we do, we're plus 17. Really good. Plus 17, our offensive rating's elite. Our defense has been good with all three of them uh, on the floor together. And interestingly, the impact it has on each of them is different. When all three of them are on the floor together, you know, Joe's probably getting the ball a little bit less as the primary ball handler, and he becomes a three-point shooter. And he actually, interestingly, is not shooting a great deal better. We don't do this a lot. None of the individual's numbers are a great deal better. When Joe is on the floor without Donovan or without Mike, which he had to do a lot, he shot 44% from three, but he only shot, or from the field, but he only shot 39% from three. We saw that kind of at the end begin to wear him down. And the great thing for him is he now gets that time back. Our best lineup is when Mike and Joe are on the floor and Donovan is not. That's our end of the first quarter into second quarter lineup, end of third quarter into the fourth quarter lineup. And when uh, Joe Ingles, in those circumstances, shoots 50% from the floor and 43% from the threes. That's He plays about 14 minutes of a night in the setup. This is when he's at his best. As a team... Our offensive rating in those moments with the two of them on the floor together uh, is a 118. We're a plus 18. We're pretty great. Like, pretty great right there. Um, that's that's kind of our, our best knockdown lineup and, and does things for Joe. Joe, sometimes, though, rarely, usually right at the in the middle of the first quarter, in the middle of the third quarter, uh, Mike will go out of the game. Uh, Donovan will be on the floor. And the Jazz, and it will be Joe Ingles and Donovan on the floor together. We're plus seven. 
when, as I mentioned before, we're plus 17 if you add Mike to that list. For Joe in that lineup, Donovan's handling most of the time. Joe's playing off of that. Um, Joe's shooting is is down to 36%. Joe actually doesn't shoot well off Donovan's passes, which is kind of a weird... Uh, excuse me. When Don, And Mike's off the floor. Joe's shooting uh, goes up to 54%. So Donovan, when he's on the floor with all of them, it's 36 When Joe is on the floor with Donovan conducting, and now Joe's a spot-up shooter, he's taking about 75% of his shots as threes. This is when he's at his best. Catch and shoot, Donovan creates and kicks. He gets about 55%. He hits about 55% of his threes. So those little mix and matches and those lineups, I think are going to be very vital to the playoffs. We obviously start the game with Don and Mike together. Joe off the floor. Then our first substitution is Donovan and Mike together. Yeah, Donovan and Joe together with Mike off the floor which is where we just talked about Joe coming and hitting some of the shots. Our next combination is then Joe and Mike together with Donovan off the floor. And then we'll just watch and see how we kind of close games in the playoffs. I think that'll be uh, super interesting. Um, Our offensive rating, by the way, when Joe's off with just Mike and Don on together, which is our starting lineup with Royce and Boyan, is the one I didn't mention. That's also, that's a 114 and plus 12. We're at our best when the three of them are on the floor together um and as you know we're pretty special when mike as we know with that middle lineup and we're we're pretty darn good uh when joe's on with just donovan uh and donovan's just conducting taking over the game and joe's able to be a spot-up shooter those different combinations throughout are going to be um vital we're at our best when all three of them um are on the floor there's some funny numbers i just kind of alluded to them i'll share them with you I don't think they mean a whole lot, but I, I always find them kind of interesting to look at, particularly now that you have a bigger sample size and you start to look at anything. And um, it's the pass. It's called the pass dashboard on NBA stats. You're welcome to look at it. So on passes to uh, from from Mike Conley to Jordan Clarkson, Jordan Clarkson shoots 43%. Donovan shoots 50%. Mike Conley passes. Boyan shoots 54% from three. This is all from three. George Niang shoots 46%. Joe Ingles shoots 44%. And Royce shoots 38%. Pretty incredible. Mike Conley conducting does everything for us. Clarkson 43%. Donovan 50. Boyan 45. George 46. Joe 44. Royce 38. Like that's amazing. Mike Conley... Shoots 44% off passes from Rudy and 53% off passes from Royce, which probably means it's swinging around. What I, I misspoke earlier where, where the number that's not good is Mike Conley does not shoot well off Joe Ingles' passes. I don't know what that means. Don't, don't ask me what that means. It's just kind of a funny little note. The first thing's important. The first thing goes back to Mike Conley conducting and creating for his teammates and Mike Conley being able to get in the lane on and, and finding a way to get to shooters. And that's why teams take away that aspect of things uh is the fact that they don't you know they don't want to do it so against the switching defense if he can break it and start passing it um donovan by the way on passes to uh boyan shoots 35 percent from three royce 37 jordan just 32 mike 44 and then there's the joe ingles number i had i said it wrong earlier joe ingles off passes from donovan is unbelievable 54 percent so donovan gets in the lane 
fine show, but not everyone else. Guys do not shoot as well off passes from Donovan as they do uh, from Mike. Uh, Donovan shoots through the roof on passes from Mike, as we just talked about, not as well on passes from Joe Ingles. So the flip side on that is that Donovan doesn't do as well on passes from Joe, but Joe's amazing on passes from Donovan. The guards are going to be the key is the whole thing. And we're going to see two different styles of defense, switching defense where Donovan and Mike are going to have to be just beating guys off the dribble and conducting and creating. And that's where, you know, when Donovan has seven or more assists, we're 11 and two. We just did the numbers on when Mike's able to distribute with eight or more assists, we're 13 and two. So one of them's got to be getting in there and dishing it out, creating the opportunities on the switching defense of the Warriors. They're pretty fast, hitting those threes, getting their shots. And obviously, as I said, if it's just shot attempts, Mike, you know, if Mike starts shooting it all the time because they're closing on the shooters, we're not as good. He's got to make a really, really concerted effort. And Donovan is our one-on-one guy. Only 15% of his shots are contested. If they're playing the drop big, trying to just protect the rim, that's where off-the-bounce three-point shooting by Mike Conley when he takes uh, is, is up to 42% this year. Uh, when he's able to hit his threes, you know, that's when... When he in wins, he's both these guys are bellwethers and wins. And then you've got to be able to try to create things for Joe and open things up and Donovan on the right side of the floor. All right, we'll look at points gained uh, next as we continue. Today's show is brought to you by Theragun. Thank goodness for Theragun yesterday. I've done two rides the last two days. I did a 40-mile road ride, which wasn't so bad. And then yesterday, I decided to go on like a little... I don't know what I was trying to do. I was just trying to link various rides together to be able to try to hopefully get, I don't know, some sort of something. And oops, um, ended up on like this Masonic, which is like the worst ride ever, uh, and ended up doing 2,300 vertical and 13 miles yesterday, which was really not my intention of on a mountain bike. So thank goodness for the Thuragun um, ride today last night because it was amazing and got all my muscles to come back and I'm a believer I'm a believer I feel all right this morning lower back's a little sore uh, but I'm not sure Theragun can help that the therapy device releases your deepest muscle tissue tensions including a scientific calibrated combo of depth speed power it's quiet as electrical toothbrush generation four Theragun doesn't just feel good it's a source of keen but a source of releasing the tension uh, and gets to the source of the pain I usually feel uh, in the morning. 60% deeper than vibration alone. And whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out or injury or just stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun. Theragun, go to theragun.com slash locked on right now. Get your Theragun for today. Theragun.com slash locked on. Theragun.com slash locked on. I've had a thigh problem for like years. And I actually was talking to a, a physical therapist who said, you know, I actually think it's a lower back issue and I actually think it's pulling on the muscles that are on the left side of your hip and I've been theragunning right there and it's amazing how much better everything feels. It really, you know what, it's, you know, the source of your pain can be just about anywhere the way our bodies work and that's what's so great about Theragun. I'm not a doctor or PT, but I can tell you the Theragun's been amazing for me. So anyway, Theragun, uh, go ahead and check it out. For 30 days, start... Uh, for free and you get or 30 30 day guarantee and you for only $199. Theragun locked on. Go to theragun.com slash locked on. All right, let's check our betonline.ag lines on the night game tonight. I was surprised yesterday. Walden State was like a basically a home court favorite. It wasn't any more than than that. Can we start betting of whether there's going to be a no hitter? So Golden State's gone up to four and a half now. 
So that line's moved up. Um, NBA series lines so far, the 76ers are minus 1,100 against the Wizards. Lakers are favored over the Suns at minus 160. Hawks are minus 35 with the Knicks at plus 115 in that series. And Blazers are minus 130 with the Nuggets at plus 110. I told you I thought the Blazers would win that series. Interesting. Pit, uh, Nets are at, one, at 1,300. Clippers are at minus 400. Mavericks are plus 320. Luka's just so great. We really, you know, we have not talked enough about that series that Luka's just that great. Uh, championship odds. Nets are at plus 200 at betonline.ag. Lakers at plus 375. Clippers at plus 600. And Jazz at plus 650. Fourth best chance to win the title. Kind of awesome. All right, here we go. Who wins the points gain title? We're doing this together. I have not looked it up. I just put the data in. I'm sure they're dying. I'm sure Steph Curry and Kevin Durant are dying to know. I mean, this is a big moment. The esteemed title for most impactful offensive player in the NBA this year. And the winner is of the points gained most impactful NBA player. What the heck are you talking about, Locke? Points gained is our offensive metric that we use on Locked On to evaluate offensive players. It's exclusive to the program. It takes your scoring opportunities on a given night, compares what you would do compared to an average player in the league, and gives you a point value of how many points you score more than the average player in the NBA. On average, there are three players every year over three. There are about 10 players over two, but it's a little bigger this year. Negative players are very negative, terribly impactful on a bad way because there aren't that many positive players. And the whole goal is to build a team of positive players. So let's take a look. And your points gain champion for the year is Steph Curry. 4.0, the 1920 champion was James Harden. The 1819 champion was Giannis Atatokounmpo. The 1718 champion was Steph Curry at 4.7. The 1617 champion was Kevin Durant. The 1516 champion was Steph Curry, maybe the greatest year ever, at a 5.8. The 1415 champion was Kevin Durant. The 1314 champion was Kevin Durant. The 1213 champion was Kevin Durant. The 11-12 champion was Kevin Durant. <laughs> the 10-11 champion was Dwight Howard, followed by Dirk Nowitzki with nobody over three. His offenses have gotten better. And this year, at 4.0, surpassing Kevin Durant. Maybe Kevin Durant's one of the greatest offensive players in the history of the game. We need to realize it. Steph Curry at 4.0 is your number one points gained player. Kevin Durant, number two. Zion Williamson, number three. Nikola Jokic, four. Joel Embiid, five. Giannis Antetokounmpo, six. Zach Levine, seven. Michael Porter Jr., eight. Why Denver's still a threat. Dame Lillard, nine. Rudy Gobert, ten. Rashawn Holmes in Sacramento, 11. Kawhi Leonard, 12. John Collins, 13. Mikel Bridges, 14 for Phoenix Underrated Joe Harris, underrated 15. 
Shea Gilgis Alexander, remarkably 16 on that terrible team. 17th James Harden, 18th Kyrie Irving, 19th Joe Ingles, DeAndre Ayton at 20, Jonas Valanciunas 21, Jared Allen 22, Bam Adebayo 23, Robert Williams Boston 24, I have no idea how long I'm going but we're at 1.6 here, Carl Anthony Towns 27, Montrezl Harrell 28, uh, Zubak 29, Dwayne Dedman in his limited time 30, Harrison Barnes, 31. Norman Powell, 32. Doug McDermott, a free agent, 33. Chris Boucher, 34. Daniel Gafford, 35. LeBron, 36. That's a big drop for him. Robin Lopez, Jimmy Butler, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Duncan Robinson, Jackson Hayes, Ennis Cantor, all those over one. The play, three play, four players over three this year Curry, Durant, Zion Williamson, Nikola Jokic, and Joel Embiid. Another one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine over two. So that's a little more than usual. But that's the story of this stat is that there's only 12 players that are plus two or more, which is why negative offensive players are death. Justice Winslow stops playing, and guess who gets better? Memphis. In his 28 games, John Wall was the most negatively impactful offensive player in the league at a minus 2.8. Russell Westbrook was a minus 2.7. Michael Carter-Williams, Killian Hayes, Josh Hall, limited play. Victor Oladipo, Darius Basley, no one that you'd really care about. Alfred Payton in New York. (coughs) Cole Anthony, DeJounte Murray. Dylan Brooks in Memphis brings toughness, but really is a detriment offensively. Dwayne Dedman, Seti Osman, Anthony Edwards, Theo Maladin, or Teo Maladin, Lou Dort, Karis Levert, and Andre Drummond come in at negative 1.6. That's why they have to play without a center. Josh Jackson in Detroit was a minus. Fred Van Vliet had a bad year in Toronto. Those are your points gain leaders. Let's take a look at Golden State, Memphis, and Utah. Start with the Jazz. Let's see who has a makeup of a championship team. Jazz best, 2.3. Gobert, Ingles, 1.8. Favors, 0.7. Conley, 0.5. Bogdanovich, 0.5. Niang, 0.4. Royce, 0.3. These are all beautiful because they are all positive. And the key to building a championship team is that when someone forces the ball out of your primary guy's hands, you get it to a positive player. Donovan's in minus 0.1, so he's right at league average. And Jordan Clarkson's our only rotation negative player at negative 0.7. That is the key. Here, let's just run through the West. Who has championship makeup in their roster? Phoenix. Mikel Bridges, 1.9. Aiton, 1.8. Chris Paul, 0.8. Devin Booker, 0.6. Cameron Payne, 0.4. Rotation players, Torrey Craig, 0.1. Jay Crowder, even. Dario Saric, minus 0.1. Cameron Johnson, minus 0.1. They do not have a rotation player that is a negative player. That is why Phoenix is so good. That is fabulous. That's how Phoenix has won games. The number three seed is your Denver Nuggets. Without Jamal Murray, Jokic is amazing at 3.1. Michael Porter Jr. is 2.6. But you force the ball out of the hands of those guys. Jermichael Green's a point three. 
Monty Morris is even. Millsap's a minus 0.1. Composo's a minus 0.2. Rivers is a minus 0.3. Aaron Gordon's a minus 0.6. Shaq Harrison's a minus 0.8. Will Barton's a minus 0.8. P.J. Dozier's a minus 1.1. That is a problem for Denver in the playoffs. Your four seed is the L.A. Clippers. Kawhi's a 2.0. Zubak a 1.6. Paul George is only a 1 for all the hype. And he was terrible to close the year. Marcus Morris, 0.9. Nicholas Batum, 0.6. Luke Kennard, 0.5. Terrence Mann, 0.4. Serge Ibaka, 0.2. Patrick Beverly, 1.1. Reggie Jackson, 0.1. No negatives. Other than Rajon Rondo and DeMarcus Cousins, not a negative. The Clippers completely built to win a championship offensively. The Dallas Mavericks are your five seed with the great Luka Doncic leading them, but no elite offensive like efficiency players. Dwight Powell's a one. Jalen Brunson's a point nine. Luka's actually just a point seven. Willie Colley Stein point six. Dorian Finney Smith's positive at point six. Why on Luka, you ask? He shot thirty five percent from three. He did not shoot the three great, and he did not shoot a lot of them. He shoots a lot of twos. Maxi Kleber, 0.4. Chris Dapps, 0.3. J.J. Redick, minus 0.1. They're negative players. Josh Richardson, minus 0.8, is the only one that plays. They're a little lacking in dominant offensive players, but they don't have anything too awful other than um, Josh Richardson, who really has just turned out to not be a very good offensive player. Portland, Dame Lillard, 2.4. Norman Powell, 1.4. Ennis, 1.1. And then they're at even. Simons, 0.2. C.J. McCollum, 0.2. Derek Jones is even. Robert Covington's a minus 0.3. Nurkic, a minus 0.4. Carmelo, a minus 0.6. That's getting a little heavy on the negatives. Uh, your seventh seed, L.A. Lakers. Montrezl Harrell, 1.6. LeBron, 1.3. This team struggles offensively. Caldwell Pope, 0.3. Marcus Soule, 0.3. Alex Caruso, minus 0.3. Wesley Matthews, minus 0.5. Taylor Horn Tucker, minus 0.6. Kyle Kuzma, minus 0.6. Anthony Davis, minus 0.6. Ben McLemore, minus 0.7. Dennis Schroeder, minus 0.8. Markeith Morris, minus 0.8. They better defend because they're not going to beat you offensively. And the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry, 4.0. Toscana Anderson, 0.9. Damon Lee, 0.7. Mulder, 0.4. Jordan Poole, 0.2. Kayvon Looney, even. Kent Bazemore, minus 0.1. Wiggins, minus 0.1. Call him even. Wise, funny how this works. Wiseman, minus 0.4. Out of the lineup, they got better. Draymond Green, minus 0.6. Kelly Oubre, minus 1.2. Out of the lineup, they got way better. Marquise Chris, minus 2.5. Out of the lineup, they got way better. Their only negative player is Draymond Green. You'd actually like to make Draymond shoot. So they're set up well. And finally, the Memphis Grizzlies. Valanchunas, 1.4. Desmond Bain, rookie, 0.4. Tillman, rookie, 0.4. Grayson, 0.3. Anderson, 0.1. Anthony Melton, minus 0.1. Brendan Clark, minus 0.2. Jaron Jackson, minus 0.6. John Morant, minus 1.2. Dylan Brooks, minus 1.9. That's problematic. It's probably why they don't win. All right, that is your points gain. That preps you for it. We'll have a live show Saturday at some point. Extra edition. Thanks very much for tuning in. I went really long the last two days. I'll have to fix that. Talk to you soon. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. 
Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.